0: the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateras, John Malika, and Ricey on the Beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Shuteris here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And without me today is my buddy, my coach, my pal, John Malika. He is still out of the country. I don't know where he is. This man's on his Carmen San Diego vibe. Uh, it's just where in the world is this man? I really don't even know. Uh, you know, I, I'm being, little, uh, I'm joking a little bit, but I'm also being real. I think the last time I, I heard that he was in Italy or Portugal. Trying to communicate while someone's over in Europe on a different time zone doing their own thing and partying it up. Kind of a difficult thing to do. Uh, I know, I do know he'll be back the 11th. Uh, hopefully he's ready to go on the 11th or the following day on Monday to record a pod with me. If not, may do another solo dolo pod. No biggie. But, guys, we got a lot to talk about today. There is Nick's Rumors. Uh, heating up as usual because we are the, we are fans of the New York Knickerbockers. As we all know, it is the mecca. Everyone loves to start talking about potential trades or, you know, all star, just the whole Whitney, whether it's all stars. The whole line, you know what I mean? It's just there's just too many things when it comes to the New York Knicks. It's kind of entertaining and it's kind of not at the same time. But I think you all know where I'm leaning towards. This is the Damian Lillard rumors. John and I discussed it a little bit on the previous pod, whether it was Dame Lillard, Ben Simmons, uh, you name it, so forth. Um, just it's interesting because I don't I want to say I know this was started by Stephen A. Smith. You know, a while back, once the Knicks started doing well, they were on their nine game winning streak. He started he started creating this this need for New York that they needed Damian Lillard in the Mecca at MSG, you know, and as nice as that would be, it's it would be very costly to get Damian Lillard here. And I don't know why people want to just push and watch the Knicks make another trade that's in the same stratosphere as the Carmel-Anthony trade. I am one not for that. I'm not one for mortgaging the farm uh just to get one player in here and just be mediocre for a couple of years. It It really doesn't make any sense to me. And it doesn't, as a fan... I'd rather see continued growth and success rather than having a few good years. And then we're back at square one all over again. We saw what happened with Carmelo Anthony, where all the picks were traded, uh, you know, and we were left with essentially nobody to build around him. We had three playoff appearances with Melo, two first round exits, one win against the Miami heat. Uh, We had a second round exit against the Indiana Pacers. It's not, That's not enjoyable. You know, I watched the Milwaukee Bucks who've had success, whether it was under Jason Kidd or now Mike Boonholzer, and by success, I mean they've at least made the playoffs and continue to build off that success. And even though they're not playing the best brand of basketball right now, they're still in the playoffs and they're still relevant and they're moving forward. Bucks are following up, but hey, at least they're moving forward. And they didn't make... Any crazy trades. Granted, they were lucky to draft Giannis Antetokounmpo. They also were lucky to draft Chris Middleton. And they made some savvy moves, whether it was getting Eric Bledsoe at the time and making a little bit of noise with him and then flipping him to get Drew Holiday, who is a step up over Eric Bledsoe. Regardless of that entire situation, you see that there was consistent growth, right? Look, they still have Pat Connaughton on the team. They have... They got Giannis's brother, uh, Thanias, uh, Antetokounmpo. Like they have all these guys on the team who have either been with them from the start or they're just, they're just culture guys that keep building around and surrounding the, the two, the, the main guys with good complementary pieces. And I'd like to see the Knicks do that before making a move for a big star, like for the bucks, it was making a move and not necessarily he's a big star, but the big move was making for Drew holiday, right? This isn't like the LA Lakers where we have LeBron or we have someone of a LeBron type caliber where let's just make a trade. We'll get the, uh, one of the top 10, 15 best guys in the league. And now we're back where we're competing. You know, we at least know we're getting all the way to the Eastern conference finals. That's not what we're getting here. If the Knicks traded for, Damian Lillard package would have to include, you know, probably RJ Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, Emmanuel quickly, one, two of the three, you know, it's either like RJ Mitch, uh, IQ Mitch, uh, IQ RJ to get Damian Lillard back. And I'm not about that. Personally, I don't see the rush to do so especially when we saw the leap that RJ and this is an RJ has been thrown in this trade package consistently as well as Emmanuel quickly. Everyone's ready to trade these two guys. We saw RJ Barrett take a major leap from year one to year two shooting wise, right? Just being a good spot up three point shooter, his snake dribble to the mid uh, to the free throw line to get off a, a mid range shot, his finishing and transition, his finish, his, his ability to drive to the hoop. He's improved in so many areas of that of his game in just one season. I don't know why you were so why one should be so quick to now trade him. And keep in mind, he was the second banana on a team that was expected not to go anywhere, and they became the fourth seed in the East. I I just don't see where what the appeal is just to get Damian Lord and to who 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 we're we competing against for the next couple of years, the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, the uh, who. Like, who are we going against here? Like, if the Nets are going to be around for another season, that's a year of Dame that we're talking about. Are you telling me that we're going to get Kawhi, Bradley Beal, and Dame all on one team? That's a different story, but highly unlikely, um, especially at this point. It's good that the Knicks made a move or improved in one season but these rumors of just being hyped and starting to get everything moving at a faster pace is just i just it's just not it it's just not it i don't we it's just not it i don't see the sustainability in that and i'm more about sustainability than just a quick flash in the pan which that would be so the whole trading rj barrett and even emmanuel quickly who showed good promise as a rookie I only expect him to get better his second year. Um, I'm actually working on piece on the areas of his game that he needs to improve. Hopefully, I'm able to drop that soon. But I just don't. I, I, don't, I don't see the need to push. Why not? Why not work with the guys that you see for another season? Wait for free agency of 2022, and if you want to go big fish hunting, at least you know you can be in that year to go big fish hunting instead of just trading assets. And trading good players To not even know who's coming You know, sure we have Leon Rose and World Wide West And World Wide West is tapped in He's, he's you know I don't know the best I don't know the best term He's just connected around the league Just well connected as everyone knows So, sure, he, he may have some pull But can't always Count your chickens before they hatch So, I just say wait The whole Dame trade thing needs to to be pumped on. It'd be nice to get them uh, only if we can keep RJ Barrett and either Mitch or quickly just guys to build around with Dame and to have some sort of success as well. And to pass on that veteran success and keep it rolling down to keep that sustainable winning culture. I'm just not a fan of just pushing all the chips in and, 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 blowing something up so quickly before we even know what we have. But guys, other than the Damian Lillard topics, you know, we got to start talking about how the Knicks are going to approach this draft. You know, there's, there's so many ways for them to actually build this season. I highly doubt. And I've been saying this the entire season. I highly doubt Tom Thibodeau is going to allow this team to draft all four rookies. I don't see that happening. I see drafting Max two, uh, definitely at least one. And it will be interesting to see which direction the Knicks decide to go. You know, we have a couple needs, whether that's, you know, a point guard, which we've been crying for for the last God knows how long. Shout out to Tommy Beer for dropping a sad tweet that I just retweeted and said, pain. Because if you look from 2009 until now, it is just, it is not, it's not even pleasant to know. It's not even pleasant thinking about how many point guards we've had and we haven't had any consistency from the point guard position. It's actually been really infuriating. And here we go. So let me, let me rattle off the guys that Tommy Beer tweeted from 2009 until now, who started opening night for the New York Knicks for all these seasons. 2009, Chris Duhon. 2010, Raymond Felton. 2011, Tony Douglas. 2012, Raymond Felton again. 2013, Pablo Prigioni. 2014, Shane Larkin. Man, do I remember that one. 2015, Jose Calderon. Also, uh, my God. 2016 d rose 2017 Ramon sessions Ugh. 2018 trey Burke 2019 alonzo trier 2020 Alfred payton guys we need we know that the point guard needs to be addressed i don't know if it's going to be this draft you know i don't think we're going to find the point guard necessarily of the future in this draft who knows uh i would love to be surprised as i'm sure most of you would be but other needs outside the, of outside of point guard are, are wings, right? And John would love to be here right now to talk about it. I think we need to also look at a center and potentially draft the center if possible, if we're going to move that direction. If we keep one of these picks, definitely I'll look up for a backup center and someone that we like. Because I know last year it was Isaiah Stewart who's now on the Detroit Pistons. John loves Isaiah Stewart. If you watch Isaiah Stewart play – The man has such traditional big like tendencies, setting hard screens, rolling to the basket very well, finishing with either hand. Truly a rim protector, just just a big man down low. He's a big body, and you know that's ideally what you would want out of your center. Um, You know we're looking at DeAndre Ayton, who's been a defensive stalwart for the Suns and really has been anchoring that defense and has been a lob threat. So on the offensive end, so the, the you see the importance of needing a center, uh, it, it, just an important position. So getting back to the guys that we've been, or the Knicks have been ru- rumored to so far, we have James Booknight from university of Connecticut. We got Trey Mann from uh Ford university. Uh, we got Scotty Barnes, um, Trey Murphy. So it will be, you know, Scotty Barnes. I'm not sure that he'll be there yeah. from what has been, what I've been reading and, and everything that's been coming up. His draft stock has increased so much that he may be a, 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 a mid lottery pick. So unless the Knicks can somehow, uh, jump up that high, I highly doubt that we're going to be able to move up uh, to get Scotty Barnes. And I'm sorry I, I didn't mention it, but um, he went he went to Florida State University, Scotty Barnes. So I doubt that the Knicks would be able to move up to get him just because of what he's been showing in workouts and what people have been saying about the league and draft experts have been saying about him around the league. So I think other teams who are in the lottery are going to you know, jump at him first, but then you also have Trey Murphy, who I'm sorry I did not mention where he was from as well. You know, this <coughs> Trey Murphy went to the University University of Virginia, so that's another guy that's on the Knicks radar. And they actually have interviewed him as well as James Booknight and Trey Mann. Uh, I don't know if we've interviewed Trey Mann. I know there's been a lot of talks around Nick's content creators saying. To look out for him, look out for the guard from Ford University because of his athleticism. He's got a good jumper, especially from the mid-range, as we're seeing is still relevant today in the NBA Finals. Thank you, Chris Paul, Devin Booker. Thank you. And Chris Middleton, guys who are very good at shooting the mid-range. But I'm going to run down, you know, my thoughts about these guys. Um, I, I guess I'll start with Trey Mann because everyone's been talking about him. So started doing a little Research on him, starting to watch a little bit of film. And I like what I see. He's very athletic. He's an undersized guard, uh, around six 6'3". Uh, really like his athleticism and how he's able to go north and south. He's not someone who likes to float east and west and do anything like that. He likes to attack the rim. I also like that he can create for himself and for others, but more so for himself because he is a score first guard. He's not really a passer. He's not a, f- a pass first point guard. That's why I'm thinking he's not going to be the, I don't think he will be the point guard of the future. Um, kind of like an Emmanuel quickly on what we have, not in the sense that he's a good three point shooter or he has a legit float game, but he's a score first guard and he knows how to get his own shot. And he's athletic and able to do so. Um and just like quickly, he's not able to finish around the rim very well. But the athleticism is there, and the jump shot is there, and that's something we just need on the Knicks. You know, we don't necessarily need a point guard. I would see him coming off the with a second unit. Maybe you have Derek Rose. You know, if you go Trey Man, maybe you have Derek Rose. You bring him back, have him in the starting unit, and then you run a, a dual back core of Trey Man and Emmanuel Quickly, and just let them go to let them go to work and. You know, maybe Emmanuel quickly wants to be a bit more, better facilitator and a playmaker for others. And then he can lead, be the lead guard while Trey man just goes off and gets his own bucket. Um, or buckets, I should say, because it would not just be one, uh, point, two points or three points. Just that's it for the, that's it. Call it a day. I, I hope you get more, but that's what I see from Trey man. And, you know, I'm still doing more research about him, but I like what I see so far. The one that everyone has been really getting hyped about, and shout out to, I guess, Mark Berman of the New York Post for really bringing it up, uh, is that the Knicks were at uh, the shoot-around for James Buknight, New York native from Brooklyn, went to the University of Connecticut, as I already mentioned. His stock is rising. Who knows if the Knicks will be able to get him he is probably someone you'd have to trade 3 or all of your picks to move up to even get into the fringe of the lottery maybe like 13 and 14 and hope that he's still there and you get him because from his shoot around he really you know took care of the concern that everyone thought about him he's a 6-5 guard um there has a lot of length his shot creation is really the thing that everyone is just that everyone is just excited about when watching him play. Um, you know, he was been in, He was at UConn for two years and you saw that he was able to develop just from the little bit of film I was able to watch of him. I like, I like what I see, uh, j- obviously from the little bit of videos and seeing the shoot around that he did and just being able to knock down his shots. Because once again, this team, even though we improved from two years ago where we had no shooters, uh, we still need shooters in general because Look, when we look at what happened in the playoffs, we just didn't have any shot creation whatsoever. And we need, you know, we need guys uh, just to hit their shots. There's no there's no other way of putting it. But I like what I saw from uh, I, I like the little bit I've seen from James still doing more research on him. You know, he's you know, I, I, the thing about him not just being a shooter is that he's also crafty while doing it. Um, he works really well with being off the ball and just being able to cut and move around the floor, looking for his own shot. Something like a Klay Thompson, something like Clay Thompson, like uh, in the way Clay Thompson is able to just keep moving around the court, using screens uh, just to find open open spots on the floor. He's a solid athlete. I think the one thing, even though Jay, even though Book Knight is a good shooter, you know, something that I've read about is that about him is that he's reluctant. Uh, to take threes, and he can be streaky, and that's that shows when you look at his game log and seeing that you know just like Emmanuel quickly, I guess I wrote about, and this is not uncommon for college athletes. They're very, their shooting is streaky, and you look at the numbers and they fluctuate dramatically. You know, you'll, one night you'll have book night putting up 40 points, 20 points, 24 so forth and then other nights you'll have him getting uh 6 points or he'll you know he'll shoot bricks most of the time and still get 16 points like go 4 for 13, shoot 30% from the field. It, it, that's natural. That's natural for for rookies and for guys in college. You know these guys can turn it around once they get to the NBA. You just have to see that they have the mentality and the fortitude, the mental fortitude, really, just to move forward and just continuously to get better every single season. But overall, I do like what I see from him. I get why others like him, especially once again a team that needs shooting. Really do like what he brings and. You know, I wouldn't be upset if the Knicks uh, drafted him, but we'll see if he's able to drop. Okay, that's what I have to say about him. And then the last guy who I who I've done a little bit of research on is Trey Murphy. Okay, Trey Murphy from the University of Virginia, as I mentioned earlier, I do like what I saw from him. Uh, How should I put it? How how should I uh, how how should I say what I like about Trey Murphy? Because I like that he could score. I like that he's a shooter. It's so hard, guys. Because I'm not the biggest college guy, so I do a lot of research, just like watching film when I get the chance. Once, once the regular season, uh, once the regular season uh, is just over, but what I like about Trey Murphy is that he's a good shooter from deep, and that's and, and a good defender. He's a true three and D guy, and I think. I think that is essentially what I want to get to is that he's a three and D guy. And what I like about that is that we don't really have, like we had Reggie Bullock, and that was essentially it. You know, we whiffed as of right now uh, we've whiffed on Kevin Knox. We don't know how far he is, uh, how far he's going to come in his development and what he will transpire to in the NBA. I will always say that I think he has the tools to be a good, uh, a good role player in this league. It's all about putting it together, right? And so this is where I'm actually interested in Trey Murphy is because he is a 3 and D guy. You know, we, I won't say we, some wanted, um, oh my goodness gracious, what is his name from Florida State last year that everyone really, really wanted? Uh, Devin Fassell. Everyone wanted Devin Fassell seemed like last season, because we needed a 3 and D guy. We needed the wing, and we still do need a wing, a guy who can knock down shots, especially from deep, and who can just play solid defense because, let's be real, once again, we, even though we had a good defense, we can't – the second unit, as good as it was offensively, defensively, it wasn't horrendous, but you could definitely tell there was a drop-off with Burks out there. And Derek Rose is not the greatest defender. And you want someone on the wing, especially when you see who we have to deal with in our division. It's not pretty. Okay. I, I, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kevin Durant, you know, Ben Simmons, Pascal Siakam. Sure. Some of these guys didn't do great that this season, like Pascal, but these guys will bounce back. Especially for the Raptors, they played in Florida when where they don't even play, so they've been out of their own. They haven't been home for an entire season, so I, I I give them a pass, and I think I think they I think I think Pascal will bounce back, and that's where I really am, you know, concerned for a wing perspective where we don't have enough depth, and I'd be fine taking Trey Murphy. Um, look, the dude shot. Look, the dude. He shot 43% this season from three. That's legit. Okay. That's how you know it's legit. Uh, College three is much shorter than the NBA, obviously. And being able to shoot over 40% 40 is very encouraging. You know, we can always use more shooters and guys who can play defense as well. Absolutely. And you can tell that his shot is legit because he has a 92.7%. Who is another guy who had these type of numbers who we said was a good shooter coming out of college? manual quickly so that's why i think we should get i think trey murphy is a really good option and if book Knight is not there i would i'm a little hesitant on getting another guard in uh you know like a true like an undersized guard in trey man i think trey murphy even though he is a guard you know he's six nine so he's got length he could potentially fill out uh, he's, he's a 200, he's, he's 206 pounds. So he's a featherweight for his size, but still, I think he could fill out cause he's just so young and I don't know, guys, I, 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 we, we just need a wing. I don't see the point guard, especially at our draft position. We're not getting, you know, we're, we're not getting the top guys. We're not getting BJ Boston. We're not getting Cade. So I would be fine getting a wing. You see how important wing depth is. Just look at the Phoenix Suns. The, I, honestly, the Phoenix Suns are just like the ideal Team. They got Cam, they got uh, Cam Johnson, Mikhail Bridges, you know. That's why I would be upset getting uh, Trey Murphy in the draft. He's probably, uh, from what I've seen, he's probably my number one option if we had to talk about him, Book Knight, and Trey Mann. So that's where I have to go on with my draft so far. Once again, we are going to get guys who, to talk about the draft and in progress right now, trying to get guys on this pod to talk about the draft. But just wanted to touch in, you know, give you guys my thoughts on the guys that I've been looking at and what I thought about them. And honestly, that's really it for the next portion right now. So I'm going to switch over and talk about the NBA playoffs because I just watched that game for me right now. It's 206 a.m. I uh, had to do a little bit of extra work uh, for my day job, so I'm here with you guys because I love talking Knicks, love talking basketball, so let's talk some uh, NBA playoffs, all right? Okay, so this game, I loved everything I saw about this game. Uh, I am not, I ha- I don't have a-, a dog in this race. I do like the Suns. I do like the Bucs. I like the Bucs because of Giannis Antetokounmpo, you know? He's black. He's Greek. Come on, guys. It's it's all right there. Uh, and I have, I I, I like, I, I love Giannis's game. Um, I know it's not necessarily the most flashy, but I do like how athletic he is for his size and how he can just get to the rim at ease and how good he is defensively. That's what I like about him. I know he's not like James Harden or Kyrie Irving with the handles, the flash, the scoring ability, like from any different, any place on the court. I get that, but I do like his game. I think the team needs to be playing a little bit better than they are, but I do like his game. Uh, I also do like Chris Middleton, too. I think he's been getting a lot of flack for no reason. The dude's been solid. He was an all-star, what was it, last season or the season before. He's a good player. I I like Chris Middleton, too. Chris Middleton gets way too much too much heat. He's a good shooter and he's showing up in the playoffs at the right time. So we'll see. I, I think this game's going to go, I think it might be a gentleman's sweep just because Giannis didn't look good this game. He, uh, it didn't seem like his name was fully healthy, especially as the game went on, but we'll see what happens. Um, and Chris, I'm, I'm sure we'll get a Chris Middleton game here or there. If we get six games, awesome. Um, I'm thinking it's going to be a five game series because what we saw today from the Phoenix Suns was just a complete ass-wiping, all right? They were in command from start to finish. That Devin Booker was just getting to his spots with ease, killing it from the mid-range, Chris Paul once again killing it from the mid-range, getting to his spots with ease. You have Deandre Ayton who's just been a monster, an absolute monster who's absolutely transformed this season, and it's great because he got I was never a big it's great because you like to see these guys succeed and just come in and, you know, not be that norm. Like, Oh, like to the true, like draft, uh, what is it, like the draft norm? Like, Oh, because Deandre Eaton's big thing was like, can he score is he going to play good defense and he's playing really good defense. And even though he's not a complete, uh, Center where he can have like, uh, back to the basket, awesome post movies, just really like a, a a rim runner, a good finisher, just like give me the alley oop and, you know, I can get my points. Um, yeah, I, I, I do like what I'm seeing from the Suns. So I like the way that DeAndre Ayton has just progressed and he has, you know, he's complimented Chris Paul for, for helping him in that aspect. So this game is very interesting. I think the Suns are going to do it, man, or, and ladies. It's it, it it's not looking good for the Bucs, okay? They it's just it's just not gonna look good for them. Tonight was just if this is where we get every single night, obviously it could be a sweep. I think I don't think it's gonna be four games. I think the Bucks are gonna come out and get one, uh, especially at home. But man, you can't tell me that you can't have DeAndre Ayton go eight for ten in the paint. You can't <laughs> you know you have Chris Paul went 12 for 19 from the field had 32 points what a show you had Devin Booker who went 8 for 21 not as efficient uh especially from 3 he wasn't that efficient but he still got you 27 points these guys are just these guys are just beasts and you got campaign who gave you good minutes off the bench got you 10 points from 4 for 8 you got Cam Johnson going 3 for 6 got you 10 points 2 for 4 from 3 like the, these guys are do playing basketball <laughs> I I hate saying in air quotes the right way. And they're such a well balanced team. You know, everyone plays their role. Everyone has a role. Everyone's playing a position. This is like a true team, one to five, that is like traditionally built like a basketball team. Chris Paul is the point guard. Devin Booker is your shooting guard. You know, Mikhail Bridges playing the wing. You know, he's your three, a guy that just loves to cut and shoot legitimately loves to cut and shoot. Booker is that shooting guard that can create for himself and shoot from anyone on the floor. You know, you'll have um, – you got Jay Crowder. True power forward, man. True power forward. First of all, Jay Crowder doesn't get enough love for what he's done for this team. He he has been a rock for a lot of these teams, whether it was out in Memphis, whether it was out in uh, Miami, whether it was out in Boston. He is the good vet that you need um, to just help – rally the troops and just pass on that veteran experience of how serious it is to be in the playoffs. You know? Felt I felt like he got the raw end of the deal uh when IT from Boston got traded to the Cavs and he was packaging that deal for uh Kyrie Irving. But man, Jay Crowder just coming through, man. Like I know he didn't have he only had one point tonight went 0 for 8, but watching him like his four game, you know, he played 33 minutes because he's out there and he knows who to get the ball to. He plays defense, solid all around, sets you the screens, just has a solid four game in general, which you need from these type of guys. So love the way Jay Carrot has been playing. Like, and then you got DeAndre Ayton uh, playing your true center, rim protector, defensive stalwart, finishing anything around the rim. This team is truly built like an old school team. This is the... Uh, what everyone was saying—the the modern NBA, where you have positionless players, whether it's like five wings who can all play point guard, and you have a center who can shoot the three, the power forward who can shoot the three, you can really do whatever you want. Uh, this because the four is just open. No, this team is traditional, and I think that's kind of what I like because growing up in the '90s and watching basketball and playing basketball in the '90s uh, myself, that's what it was. You, you had it's like. All right, you're playing small for because height wise, uh, this is what you're going to do. Skill wise is what you can do. So I think to me, it's just a little reminiscent and that's why I enjoy it. But that's, that's my take on the series. And I think if we watch it going forward, I really, like I said, I really don't see how the bucks are going to come and beat the Suns. I think the Suns are going to do this. I think it's going to be in five, uh, if the NBA allows it. <laughs> I feel like the nba wants to get six games out of this because everyone's like oh you know this is not what they want it's not lebron james going against uh you know uh kevin durant so it's not gonna great get great ratings and get you the money i don't really care about that okay i don't think most nba fans care about that they want to see good basketball but i also know the nba wants to make their money off of this too so expect some scott foster uh as john would say and chris paul feuds if uh if scott foster is going to be refing any of these uh was he actually roughing? Was he roughing tonight's game? Who was the crew for tonight? Who was the crew for tonight's game? Let's take a quick look on that. At that, nope, it no was Scott Foster tonight. But we will get him. We will get Scott Foster one of these games because he is slated. So you know that is going to help the Milwaukee Bucks uh, whether it's one or two nights. So expect. I uh, I I think it will be a game. Uh, I think it will be five that the Suns win. Don't be shocked if it's six because we get two games with Scott Foster and we all know Chris Paul and Scott Foster love each other. Oh, yeah. It's so great. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, guys, I think that's enough of me just rambling and talking about NBA. Hope you enjoyed this Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. Please make sure to like, share and subscribe and you listen to this on Apple podcast and think us a five star rating and it'll leave us a comment. That's always appreciated. It Helps us grow and helps us grow this community, which is what we're trying to do. So if you take the time to do that, it's greatly appreciated. On top of that, if you don't listen to us on Apple Podcasts, we are available on all of the streaming platforms, whether it's Spotify, Google Play, Amazon Alexa, Stitcher, Overcast, you name it, we are there. Also, we are avail- We are on all social media platforms. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I created a TikTok account for it. Don't know what I'm going to do with that yet, but I did it. So if, you, if you're on there and you're just waiting for uh, Nick Chess, et cetera, to start posting TikTok videos, uh, thinking about it, thinking how I'm going to do it. To be coming. All right. And I also recently wrote something for Knicks Fan TV. Uh, I gave my analysis on which free agents are coming back. Uh, John and I also did an episode on free agents on who we think will return. So go check that two episodes ago we get into that but also go make sure to go to nixfantv.com where you can find some of my work uh i also got something coming up for hoops habit like i said earlier on how manual quickly uh what what areas i think he can improve in and i'm also trying to finish up this free agency uh by position for TVcom so watch out for those series as well and yeah all right i'll catch you later everyone hope you enjoyed this podcast uh yeah Let's let's enjoy the rest of this NBA Finals, all right? Catch you later. Let's go Knicks.